stand together this morning. And let's sing this with all of our heart today. Will I feel like something good is about to happen? And I feel like something good is on its way. God has promised He would open all of heaven. seek my face, then I'll hear from heaven. Amen. We just have a couple requests this morning. One from Brother Greg. Um, I think he's hurting in his back and his shoulder and asked for prayer this morning, so we're going to remember him. Those that are traveling, that God will give his hand of mercy over them. Also from Sister Shirley, thank you for praying for my sister. She's walking with a walker and God gave her a miracle. So we, God is still in the prayer answering business this morning. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all we may ask or think. Amen. You have something on your heart that's making known by an uplifted hand this morning. Amen. God is mindful of us today. Brother George, come lead us in prayer this morning if you will. By the way, there was a masterpiece delivered here on Wednesday. You weren't here, you need to go back and look at it. Amen. Thank the Lord. Amen. How many of you is happy to be here in the house of the Lord this morning? My goodness, what a privilege to be gathered with brothers and sisters that believe the message of the hour. And so we're so thankful to. Uh, I have a place to come to worship the Lord this morning in spirit and in truth. Can we just bow our heads? Heavenly Father, Lord, we're just so thankful today, Lord. And, and Lord, we just can't express it with words, Lord, but our hearts burn this morning, Lord, to be here in the house of the Lord. And Father, with just the expectation of what the day will bring, Lord, it's a, it's a, Lord, it's a, it's a newness of life to us, Father, today to, to be together together, Father. And, and Lord, we just thank you for answering these prayers, Lord, that's been going up, Lord. We, we thank you, Lord, for moving on the scene for each and every one, Lord. And, 
And now this morning we lift up Brother Greg to you, Lord. And Lord, I just pray you touch his body, Lord Jesus. And, and Lord, heal him completely well, Father. And Lord, we expect today to hear the testimony, Lord, of, of how you moved on the scene for him, Father. Lord, the unspoken request, you know our hearts, Lord. Lord, you know all about us, Lord. We can't lie to you, Father. Lord, you know what we have need of before we even ask, Father. You know all about it. And, Lord, we just commit it into your hands now, Lord. Lord, if there be those that need healing, Lord, today we pray you'd heal their bodies, Lord. Those that need deliverance, Father, we pray they'd be delivered today, Lord, by the preaching of the word of God, Lord. We just pray. Lord, those that, Lord, have a, a, an oppression, Lord, or a need, Father, or a loved one, Lord God, that's out in the world, Father, you, you know all about each and every situation, Father, and we just pray you'd move upon it, Lord, and Lord God, we just ask you that you'd anoint the songs, Lord, anoint the singing, Father, anoint the worship today, Lord, and Lord, we just ask you that the word of God is, is Lord, you just bless our pastor today, Lord. Lord, to speak the word of God to our hearts, Lord, and, and Lord, just to, Lord, minister to each and every need in this congregation, Lord. And Lord, we'll praise you for it, Father. We'll thank you for it, Lord Jesus. We love you, Lord, and we just uh, thank you already for what you've already done, but we expect, Lord, you to do more today, exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask for. We love you and we thank you, and we commit it into your hands. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we ask it. Amen and amen. God bless you now, Brother Jonathan comes. Amen. You happy to be in church amen. this morning? Amen. You know, if you seats for a minute, we'll do a quick Sunday school report. And, and uh, we've been putting these together for the kids that have the memorization, and I haven't been giving them out. I'm correcting myself. So now I get to embarrass the kids just a little bit, you know. So we have Sister Lucy Miller uh, memorize the Ten Commandments this morning. So
Are you going to worship him this morning? Are you going to praise him? Does he deserve it? Amen, Brother Mark. I heard y'all say you're just going to worship the Lord this morning. I want to see if you're going to carry that out today. Amen. Do you really love him this morning? That's why you're here, not just because it's Sunday morning or whatever. It's your duty, but we do it because we love the Lord. Show the devil whose side we're on this morning. And we're a called out group. Let's sing that this morning. Oh, some folks I know by their name. Some I just know by their face And some are known by their fame And others are known by their race Oh, but in the kingdom of our Lord Each soul has their place Oh, and in my mind I have no doubt my name thankful this morning that he is present and he's in the house. Why don't we sing that together? Little girl was lying there People all were weeping They just laughed at Jesus when he said she's only sleeping 
because he's bigger than all of our problems. He's bigger than our fears. Bigger than any mountain. Let's sing that this morning. There's a new song we're going to teach you this morning. Amen. Oh, bigger than all of my problems. Bigger than all of my fears. God is bigger than any mountain that I can or cannot see. Oh, he is bigger than all of my questions, bigger than anything. God is bigger than any mountain that I can or cannot see. He's bigger than all of my problems, bigger than all of my fears. God is bigger than any mountain that I Can 
in love with Jesus. Praise the Lord. I'm so thankful that he's in love with me. Praise the Lord. Let's sing this. Well, there's something down in me, and it's telling me to go ahead. There is something down.
Take me out of your seat whenever ushers to come this morning and receive the morning offering. Give to the Lord. I know He'll bless your efforts today. We are going to be celebrating our pastor's birthday today. Don't forget after service today, uh, we're going to have lunch catered by Camino and, and desserts. The sisters all brought. We're trusting. A lot of men are trusting. All you sisters brought your desserts this morning. And, and if you hadn't paid, that's okay. You can do it you know, later. You see Sister Kelly or Sister Deanna afterward, and they'll take care of that for you. Also, Naomi's bridal Cheryl coming up uh, Sunday the 7th at 6 p.m. in the Fellowship Hall, so remember that as well. I mean, I asked Sister Samantha or Sister Debbie or both of them, or however they want to do it this morning, to sing for us. And while they're coming, I'll just sing this chorus for I'll do this for Brother George this morning. I'm kind of homesick for a country. How many feel that way this morning? Oh 
make you feel good this morning. There our home shall be eternal. I heard the prophet this morning. He said, if God offered me a million years on this world, made me king over everything, and then I would die and go to hell, or he offered me just a few years, uh, I lost my train of thought that quick. It's a beautiful thing, though. <laughs> and he said, and I'll spend life eternal. I'll take the few years any time. I just want to be with him eternally, don't you, this morning. Praise the Lord. My mama in prayer, she's been real dizzy and she's struggling to breathe, so pray for her. a sweet aroma fill my life rose a share and show me how to grow in beauty in your sights and the fairest of ten thousand make me Reflection of your Let your love 
Take what's wrong and make it right. Praise the Lord. Amen. I appreciate that song this morning, Sister Samantha. Amen. Let's stand together. Invite our pastor to come and deliver this morning what the Lord has laid on his heart for us today. I know we're hungry this morning. We're just looking to be fed by the Word of God today. And we haven't sang this song in quite some time. I'll just sing it this morning for Carrie. She's wanting to sing this song for us this morning. My vessel is empty, though once I had plenty, my soul is barren and dry, but somewhere It's beyond this mountain. Let me drink from the river of life. You know this, help me sing it. Oh, and Lord, feed your children as we stand here willing to
filled with honey where the rivers they are running very soon now will I taste and see hallelujah let's sing it oh and Lord feed your children as we Father's supply. Oh, let me feast from the Father's supply. Hallelujah. Good morning to you. Thank God we have spiritual food in due season. While the world is hungry and the bride is feeding. Praise God. The Lord has stored up food for the bride of Christ. Fresh manna. Because the pillar of fire is still here. To keep the word of God alive in this age. You see, we know that we have a messenger from God. With the bride's material to make us ready. Because the pillar of fire accompanied him. And the pillar of fire was to shine upon the showbread to make it live in this age. And it will produce a showbread bride. Hallelujah. We're on the journey. Satan can't stop us. We cannot be slowed down. Detour. Turn away. We are on our way to the promised land. You believe that? What a blessing to be in the presence of the Lord. As the brethren come, this is the tithe of first fruits. You give to the Lord and God will bless you. Put your hands together. I wouldn't take nothing from my journey now. You believe that? Let's sing it together. Well, I started out traveling for the Lord many years ago. I have had a lot of heartaches, I've had a lot of grief and woe. But when I would stumble, then I would humble down. And if there I would say, I would take nothing for my journey now. Well, I would take nothing for my journey now. I've got to make it to heaven somehow. Though the devil tempts me, he tries to turn me around. Oh, he has offered everything that's got a name. All the wealth I want, worldly fame. If I could, still I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. There is nothing in this world that could ever take the place of God's love. All the silver and gold. Could never buy his love from above. When my soul needs healing, 
take nothing for my journey now. Well, I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. I've got to make it to heaven somehow. Though the devil tempts me, he tries to turn me around. Well, he has offered everything that's got a name. All the wealth I'd want, worthy fame. If I could, still I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. And if I could, still I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. Hallelujah. I trust that is your testimony this morning. That I wouldn't take nothing from my journey now. I'm running, praise God. What an honor to be in the presence of the Lord this morning. Certainly appreciate each and every one of you, our fine worship leader, musicians this morning. Thank the Lord for them. Um, I want to make this quick announcement. Our anniversary meetings are coming up in August, August 20th through the 21st. Brother Daniel Gissamanner will be with us again here uh, for those special meetings, uh, August 20th through the 21st. So let's be in prayer concerning uh, the service that is coming up. You know, the Lord is doing great things amongst his people. Do you believe that? God is doing great things amongst the bride of Christ. And I want to thank God for uh, what he's doing uh, today. Um, I, I want to give you a quick little update. Uh, Brother uh, Benjamin Miller has been working with a nice group of friends down in uh, Indiana, Amish family. And um, we just want to say this morning we want to uh, give the Lord honor and praise. I've actually sanctioned him and uh, commissioned him to go down and baptize them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. They've come out and received the message of the hour. If you'll give us a couple of pictures, please. Uh, this is, um, I believe the names are Brother Chris and Sister Ada. I want to attempt the last name, but they're precious saints of God to whom Brother uh, Benjamin has been working with. Lord is using him in a mighty way. If you'll give us all, all of the pictures there. Uh, he's baptizing Brother Chris first in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God is wonderful coming out of the, um, the Amish thing. They're still there in the fellowship, but you see, when the word gets in your heart, <laughs> hallelujah, it'll find a way to be where, but right now they're back, they went back into the church there, but they've been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the next one please, and receive the Lord Jesus Christ, and we just want to thank God for that, and you don't know what God will do, so a lot of times you don't realize what's going on here in the local body of Christ, but we have the believers here that are working, uh, Brother Benjamin has been uh, instrumental, not only in that area, but several areas, uh, we're working with the Amish community to get the message of the Lord Jesus Christ over to them. So we want to thank God. God bless you, Brother Benjamin. May the Lord be with you and continue to bless you as you work with the saints of God there. And you never know what the Lord will do. We just have to be ready to get that last one in, in Jesus' precious name. Our brother asked me, he said, you think it'll be fine for me to baptize them? I said, absolutely. Let me give you my commission and my sanction. Now, I may have a problem with a sister baptizing somebody else, but I don't mind a brother baptizing someone else. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's getting like that in a message now, you know, because there's no pastors and preachers. Because everybody stays at home on Sunday morning and listens to tapes. 
And there's no pastors, so the sisters are having to serve communion and baptize one another. How scriptural. Come on. No, it isn't. God has a bride in this last age. There's a provided way for all things to be done. Let's go right into the message this morning. And I, I just want to tell you that I'll be speaking on the events and prophecies of things that are happening. But I need you to, I need you to stay with me. And for us to pull together, and you know, I love what Brother Bram said in the 10 virgins, 144,000. He says, if you got a resenting audience, the Holy Spirit wouldn't even reveal. You see, but when you get the people that comes together and you come and you walk down under the anointing and you feel your audience is under the anointing, that's when the Holy Spirit will begin to speak. So I, I, I'm not the only one this morning that is supposed to be anointed. You are supposed to be anointed. And I want you to pull on the word today because I will bring you up to our time of things that are happening. And as, as Israel journeyed, you understand that they came up on some roadblocks. Israel touched the church. It wasn't a smooth journey. There were some battles. They encountered some obstacles. They had some civil wars some internal problems, and so is the bride of Jesus Christ. We have the greatest message upon the face of the earth, but we also have some problems. But God's given us the greatest ammunition to, to, to counteract Satan with, and that's the word of this age. So I'm going to speak along some things today as I see the condition of what's happening. In Numbers chapter 32, if you look there with me quickly, Somebody said, well, how long are you going to preach today? It's your birthday. I said, well, that's good because I'm going to preach as long as I want to preach if it's my birthday. Is that fair enough? Amen. We have ovens. Amen. Numbers chapter 32. Very fitting scripture for the events that we are experiencing within the masses right now. You've been catching little snapshots of, of things along the way by the ministers here within the church. Brother Ben brought out some beautiful things. Then Brother Jonathan came behind him and just highlighted a few other things. I spoke prior to the brethren. Brother George came on Wednesday and also hit on a few things and you're probably wondering what's going on. Well, there's a lot going on. Because you see, as, as, as the enemy raises up, God raises up a standard. When the enemy comes in like a flood, God raises a standard up. And that's the revelation of the Word of God. And that is to counteract the enemy's works and his tactics. So we've caught different uh, clips of, uh, of things you're hearing and wondering what, what is happening. There's a lot of things that's happening. I want you to wake up church. We're not just, we're not in a picnic. We're in a battle. We're fighting for our lives. This is no time to slack off or to set back. But this is time to, 
to press on in Jesus' name. And I want to bring you up to speed now of, of what Israel experienced and, and what the bride is experiencing right before the rapture of the church. Numbers chapter 32, I'm just going to hit a few highlights. This is the tribe of Reuben and Gott. And we will not return unto our houses until the children of Israel have inherited every man his inheritance. For we will not inherit with them on yonder side Jordan. Or forward, because our inheritance is fallen to us on this side, Jordan, eastward. You realize this was a choice. Gat and Reuben was part of the twelve tribes of Israel, but these two tribes had made a decision and a choice where they are going to receive their inheritance. It's a very fitting picture of the church uh, this morning. Let's drop down to verses 31. And the children of God and the children of Reuben answered, saying, As the Lord has said unto thy servant, so we will do. We will pass over arm before the Lord into the land of Canaan. That the possession of our inheritance on this side, Jordan, may be ours. We may pass over on before the Lord into the land of Canaan. This is a sad, very sad picture, friends. That the possession of our inheritance on this side of Jordan may be ours. And I want to give you the title of my message as a way of uh, encouragement to you as I come through the scriptures this morning. Don't settle for less than your inheritance. Let's bow our heads. Our Heavenly Father, we deem it a privilege to be in the house of God. We ask you, Lord, that your sweet Holy Spirit will move amongst us. Touch us by your presence, Lord. May the Spirit of God walk down the aisle of this church this morning. And may God, every heart and life and soul be lifted into the presence and atmosphere of the Shekinah glory. May we lose sight of this earthly things, realizing there's a great magnet drawing from above, drawing us into that Glorify form into that celestial dimension, losing grip of this earthly corruption. Oh, and as Paul says, and if this earthly body be dissolved, we have one awaiting us. Draw us into your presence, I pray. Have your way in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the church says, Amen. God bless you. you may be seated. Let me first give you the uh, disclaimer of your inheritance. 
How many believe you have an inheritance? We are people of an inheritance. Because someone has died and has left us an inheritance. You believe that? We are not without purpose or without a vision or without uh, 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 some uh, substance uh, that has been left for us today. Jesus Christ has paid for our inheritance. You believe that? It is your family, your health, your substances, and overcoming power. Let me draw your attention to a very tragic request of the tribes of Reuben and Gat this morning. As we found this was the last statement they made in uh, uh, verses 5 of Numbers chapter 32. If you look with there in your Bible with me. They said, wherefore, said they, if we have found grace in thy sights, let this land be given unto thy servants for a possession and bring us not over Jordan. You see, my, my soul cringe just to say those words so close to the inheritance, yet they were so far from the blessings. I say to you, church, don't settle for anything less than your inheritance. They said, bring us not over Jordan. You see, we have seen how God miraculously brought the Israelites out of the Egyptians' bondage. How they literally walked with God. But they stopped short of what God had intended as their final destination and inheritance. And I'm speaking of the tribes of Reuben and Gat. These weren't denominational saints. These weren't foolish virgins. These weren't people out in the world. These were part of the 144,000 that will be servants, the 11-hour workers. They came so close, but yet there was a problem. There was a problem. They settled on the wrong side of Jordan. You see, God had intended them to cross the Jordan to go west into Canaan's land. However, God, the Bible says, and Reuben, who had livestock, decided that the land of Jordan was better and they wouldn't, they would settle there rather than going across into Canaan's land. Church, let me warn you this morning. Satan can make this world look appealing. He can make the world look appealing. He can make everything look prosperous and flowery. But it's not your inheritance. God has something greater for you. Something finer for you. Something much, much desirable than what you can sell for in this life. You believe it? 
You see, many believers do the same thing today. We have been transferred from bondage into the kingdom of God by Jesus Christ our Lord. We have been redeemed with the precious blood of the Lamb. We have been sustained by God's providence. Yet some many believing message saints have never crossed Jordan. We sing the song that I'm going towards Jordan. But what side of Jordan are you on? If you're on the east side, you're still in Egypt. You got to head to the west side of Jordan. You got to go all the way into Canaan's land. You believe it? Saints, I'm trying to get you over Jordan and into your inheritance this morning. We have way too many wilderness wanderers in the message. They're right at the border of Kedishmania, but can't cross over into their inheritance. They're distracted on the east side of Jordan. Sodom holds nothing for us. Remember when God gave Abraham and Lot the choice. The Bible said Lot lifted up his eyes and looked towards Sodom because it was well watered. It was well watered. It was a prosperous land. But it held death and perversion and sin and chaos. But on the backside of the desert... Hallelujah, there was an Abraham who met Elohim. You believe it? Or there's a church. We're not distracted by this world. Sodom can't hold us. Babylon can't hold us. We will not bow down in this Babylon. You believe it? God help us. Too many are clueless of what Canaan land represents. You see, this is not the rapture yet. But it is the earnest of it. You see, you can't claim the rapture unless you first possess your inheritance in Canaan. Praise God. Because God has to fulfill His promise. He said, I'll give you your inheritance. But it's the earnest down payment of your body change. Hallelujah, you believe it. I hear saints say all the time, you know, I, I, don't, I don't care for this world. I don't want anything in this world. I just want to go to be with Jesus. No, I want what God has for me. I want my sanity, my health, my children, my grandchildren, my church. Praise God. I want what God has for me on this side of Jordan. You believe it. No inheritance, no rapture. A hidden life in Christ, 1955, November the 10th. Canaan didn't represent heaven because they had wars in Canaan. They had wars in Canaan. Are you fighting this morning? You're in Canaan then. But you know, we're not only fighting, we're feasting and we're fighting. We're eating on heavenly manna. You believe it? 1960, May the 15th evening service, adoption one. Now, Canaan does not represent the age of the millennium. 
It only represents the age of the overcomer. If you miss Canaan, you miss the rapture. You've got to overcome as adopted sons before you can be placed into the rapture. You believe it? A son is not a son until he's been adopted. He's been given a tutor. He has to overcome some things. And then uh, uh, the tutor brings uh, a message and a report to the father. Oh, your son, you'll be so proud of him. I tempted him with money. He didn't fall. I tempted him with women. He didn't fall. I tempted him with popularity. And she didn't fall. Today is the day God will adopt you into the body. You believe it? Hallelujah. It's the age of the overcomer. The dispensation of overcoming. You can't be in a rapture unless you overcome on this side of Jordan. You can't just say, I don't want anything to do with this side of Jordan. I just want to get on the west side. Where first, you got to be tempted through the east side to end up in the west side. You believe it? He said, because this, because in Canaan, they killed and burned and took cities. This is what you're doing right now. You're burning the devil up. Hallelujah. You slaying giants. There's some giant slayers in the church. Come up. There's some giant slayers in the church. You're slaying Amalekites. You're slaying the Amorites. You're slaying the devils out of Euphrates. You believe it? Oh, out of Euphrates came. Amen. Came thousands. Thousands of demons out of Euphrates. But God has raised up a church, raised up young people, raised up preachers, raised up housewives, raised up young people and teenagers that are slaying these devils in the saints. You believe it? Remember, Euphrates came out of Eden. Over 200,000 thousand demons was loose out of Euphrates. But God said in the last day, I'm going to anoint the bride. And she's going to kill some devils. She's going to burn some cities. She's going to burn up some habits. She's going to burn up some devils. Because she is in Canaan. You believe it? There'll be no death in the millennium. Hallelujah. We're going to look back from the millennium and see all of our pharaohs drowned in the Red Sea. Every temptation... Every trial, every devil that has given us a hard time, every demon that's fought our family, we're going to slay those Goliaths. Do we have some giant slayers? Do we have some giant slayers? Hallelujah. You see, when Israel crossed the Jordan, they embarked on some of the greatest battles of their lives. They were battling for their inheritance. Some of the greatest battles are they parked upon when they went into the Holy Ghost. If you don't want to fight, don't get the Holy Ghost. Praise God. A person that can't fight is a sign they haven't got the Holy Ghost. 
But when you get the Holy Ghost, there's a fight inside of you. You believe it? Do you believe it? Oh, people say, I just want to live a peaceful life. I just want to be a peaceful Christian. I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover. I'm a lover. I'm a fighter too. Because when you got the Holy Ghost, he's a warrior. He's a fighter. You believe it? Don't you? uh, Have you heard that kind of Christian before? Oh, yes, I'm just a peaceful person. I don't like fights. I don't like confrontation. I don't like, uh, I don't like any kind of a battle. I don't like, well, you don't have the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost is a fighter. When you get the Holy Ghost, you got a sword in your hand. You believe it? You're fighting for your lives. You believe it? Battling, battling, they were battling for their inheritance. This is what the bride is doing now, amen. Fighting for your family, your well-being, your substances, and overcoming power. You believe it? We shall overcome. I shall overcome. I am an overcomer. You believe it? God help us. So Canaan land is a land of spiritual blessings as well. As it was literally for the Israelites. You see we are feasting on the grapes. And drinking the wine of stimulation of revelation. We're in Canaan but we're drunk under the Holy Ghost. You know why? We're eating grapes. Praise God. There is no sober moment when you are in Canaan. You're stimulated by revelation. Enjoying the milk and the honey, oil, and the wine in Canaan. You see, as believers, you have to fight to possess your possessions. Sister Shirley, your husband is yours. Jamie is yours. Your grandson is yours. Your granddaughter is yours. Your sister is yours. But you've been fighting. Can I get a witness? You've been fighting. Can I get another witness? You've been fighting. You know why you've been fighting? Because the inheritance is yours. Take it in the name of Jesus. Take it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As believers, you have to fight to possess your possessions. Praise the Lord. Now you understand why you've been fighting so much. Now you understand why you've been so exhausted. Where your body's been racking with pain. Where you seem like you can't get up in the morning. You've been fighting devils. You've been fighting spirits. You believe it? Hallelujah. In our text, Jordan speaks of death's to sin. It speaks of spiritual deaths to self. It speaks of crossing over into and coming alive in the life of the Spirit. It speaks of being more and more filled with the Holy Ghost. You believe it? This is what Jordan speaks of. 
of the spirit of life in you. It speaks of more and more of the Holy Ghost in your life. It speaks of being conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. It speaks of being transformed from glory to glory. And that is your destination as a child of God. You see, God has chosen us for an inheritance, for a destiny, for a promised land. You believe it. A land of spiritual blessings that is to be realized by faith here and now. It is a land of spiritual blessings that is to be realized and have faith for here and now. I'm going to preach right where you're at, church. I'm going to tell you what God has for you. I'm going to show you that you're not going to walk out of this church today defeated. That no devil in hell can rob you of your inheritance. That you are a son and a daughter of God today. What a commission upon your lives. Let me ask you. Have you crossed the Red Sea? Move from Egypt forward into the promised land. Maybe you're in the wilderness. It doesn't exclude you from being the bride. In the wilderness like Israel murmuring against God. You're fighting against God and what he wants you to do in your lives. But where are you at today? What stage of the journey are you at this morning? Praise God. I'm not saying you're not bride. I'm not saying you're not elect of God. I'm just saying where are you at in this journey? I'm asking the question, where are you at in this journey? Oh yeah, you heard. You at the manor. You at the quails. You seen the supernatural. You seen the third pole. You heard from Sinai. You saw the pillar of fire. You have the promise. You saw your shoes never wore out. And your clothes never wore out. But where are you in the, in the, in the uh, journey? Are you with me now? Are you having a dry, arid, barren experience? Or have you entered into the real fight for your inheritance? This is my challenge to you. Have you entered into the real fight for your inheritance? Some folks, like I said, I don't want to fight. You can't be. You can't. You can. You can't be a Christian without being a fighter. Praise God. You can't be a Christian without being a fighter. Well, I'm a lover. I'm a lover and a fighter. I'm a peacemaker. I'm a peacemaker and a fighter. You believe it? Hallelujah. You believe him this morning. Uh, have you been brought out of Egypt this morning and Jordan to enter into your inheritance? Brought out of bondage and spiritual death. Have you been brought out of bondage and spiritual death and brought into the liberty of Jesus Christ, the one who set us free by his blood? You believe it? Go with me into Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verses 
uh, 23, just for a moment. We're entering into our promised land. You believe it? We have a spiritual inheritance. We are the people of God. That God has held off uh, the 11th hour workers from going in so that we can be raptured. You believe it? In, in uh, 1914, as Germany and all this, the world went into a war, suddenly on November the 11th, on the 11th day, at the 11th hour, suddenly the war ceased. Listen, church. You know why? Because the world wasn't getting ready to blow up yet. The angels of God stood upon the four winds of the earth and held back the war until the servants of God were sealed in their forests. That's 144,000 Amen, servants. They are not the bride. They're servants. Israel has always been a servant. You believe that? Revelation chapter 7. Amen. God held off. Suddenly the war came to a cease. Because it wasn't time for the rapture of the bride yet. But I believe we're living right at the moment of the rapture. And when the bride is rapture, let me tell you what will happen. God will turn back to the Jews. Amen. And suddenly there'll be a world war that the atomic powers of this earth will blow this world to bits and purify it for the return of Christ and his bride and for the 144,000 to be eunuch to the bride of Christ. That's God's grace to you. You believe it? Go now with me into Deuteronomy 2. And uh, 6 and uh, 23. And he brought us out from hence that he might bring us in to give us the land which he swore unto our fathers. This is what the message did to us. It turned our hearts back to the faith of the original fathers. We're Pentecost by birth, not organization. We are the efficient church, the bride church. You believe it? Let me drop this in also. You realize what God was doing, friends? He was getting ready to bring a message. In 1940, in 1947, what did he do? He meet the angel in Green's Mill. After this war had ceased, then at the 11 month, 11 hour, the 11 hour workers were coming in to sign their documentation as a nation. And while that was happening on the Jewish side, on the Gentile side, the very same day, the very hour, the very months, what was God doing? Hallelujah, he met an angel. Amen. The, the prophet of God met the angel, commissioned him into the world at that very hour to get the Gentile bride ready for the rapture. You believe it? You know this is true. You know this is true. Hallelujah. And I want to tell you, the angel of the Lord is now on earth, stirring around, fixing the, get the bride ready for the rapture. You say, oh, the angel left. Maybe the body left, but the presence of Jesus Christ is here. You believe it? I believe he's here. I believe the presence of God is here. The word perusia is the presence of God. Don't get scared. 
Perusha, the presence of God is here. You believe it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Some folks in a message, when they hear the term Perusha, they tag it to false doctrine. It is the actual presence of Jesus Christ. It wasn't the presence of Brother Branham. It was the presence of the Holy Ghost. Perusha, the presence of God is here. You believe it? You believe it? Hallelujah. I can tell some of you are scanning me right now. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You see, for every false doctrine, 99% of it is truth. It's always just that 1% that's an error. Praise it. You believe it? You believe in the perusha of God? I believe in the presence of God. His presence is here. Amen. The very same year that Israel declared himself a nation on the Gentile church. Amen. The angel commissioned the prophets. Amen. And the angel of the Lord is on earth now stirring around, getting the people ready for the rapture. You believe that? Not the body of Brother Branham, but the presence of Perusha, the presence of the Holy Ghost is here, stirring the bride of Christ. You know how he's doing that? He anoints Brother Ben Norrot. He anoints Brother Jonathan. Amen. Jones. He anoints. Amen. Brother George. Amen. More. He anoints. Amen. Amen. The ministers of God in this age. The presence of God is here, staring around in the earth. You believe it? He anoints Brother Roger Rodriguez. Him, he anoints the ministers of God and the angels of God are in the earth now, staring around, getting the bride ready. You believe it? And he brought us out from hence that we might, he might bring us in to give us the land which he swear unto our fathers. See, God has brought us out that he might bring us in. I third Exodus. A third exodus. A third exodus. A rapture exodus. You believe it? Pill of fire exodus. Presence of God's exodus. Shekinah glory exodus. Holy Ghost exodus. You believe it? Now you may have been brought out. But have you been brought in church? On which side... Of Jordan are you? On which side of Jordan are you? The Bible says Reuben and God were content where they were. And they requested not to go on. This is a spirit right now. We're fighting in our churches. This spirit of complacency. This spirit of complacency. That I've got enough. I've got plenty. I'm not going on. But brother, let me say this. You can't have enough of God. Send the Holy Ghost. Send the power. Send the dynamics. You believe it? You see, they wanted to camp at the east side of Jordan. Why? Why? They were comfortable there. They were satisfied. With what they already found there. 
But this was not their inheritance. It was a misplaced contentment that settled for less than God had for them. Don't you settle in Laosia Church? Praise the Lord. Some people, their testimony is, we have arrived. We're in a message. I've arrived. I don't need anything else. I've got everything. No, I haven't got everything yet. This message is a progressive revelation. You believe it? It's revelation on top of revelation. Glory on top of glory. You believe it? Progressive. It's a Roman candle. It just keeps eliminating. It keeps eliminating. When Brother Bannon passed on, there was not a period behind the message. There's actually now more revelation in the message than when he was here. Progressive revelation. The presence of God is here unfolding his words. You believe it? How many of you have listened to a tape? And you caught revelation. And you went back the next day, listened to the same tape, and you caught more revelation. And the next day, more revelation. Add to your faith virtue, to your virtue knowledge, to your knowledge temperance. Hear a little, bear a little into the statue of a perfect man. You believe it? Praise the Lord. We have more revelation now in a message that when Brother Branham was here. Because the anointing is in the message. And it keeps unfolding to the bride of Christ. It keeps unfolding to the bride of Christ. You believe it? Do you love him? Yes. You understand that it was a misplaced uh, contentment to settle for less than God has for them. Is this not the case? Is this not the case? I want to preach, amen. I don't want to have to explain myself. Is this not the case? There is a discontentment that we ought to have. An insatiable satisfaction for being satisfied with God, what God has given us, but wanting more of the Holy Ghost experience. You believe it? Maybe some of you have made... This mistake that Reuben and God made this morning. You're content with where you are as a Christian. I hear people say, you know, I'm born again. I believe the message. I, I got everything God want me to have. Can I tell you? Can I tell you something? You're deceived. I'm sorry. Can I tell you, you're out of the will of God. You're ignorant, and most likely, you are demonically deceived. Because God wants to give us more. Add to the church. God never takes away. He adds to the church. You believe in church? Hallelujah. Because God intended for all of his children to cross the other side of Jordan. Now, this attitude of uh, Reuben and God concerned Moses on several fronts. I'm going to deal with the issues now. 
Amen. You see, Moses realized that this would increase the battle for those who were prepared to cross. Is that correct? You see, you can't hide in the barracks. Amen. When the battle is raging. You can't hide in the, in the barracks and say you're the bride. Moses knew this was a deadly spirit in the church where folks don't want to fight. They want to be pious and holy and loving, but you got to fight. Come on, church. And Moses knew that this would put a stress on the other on the other ten tribes of Israel. So Moses had to deal with the spirits. You can't hide in the barracks when the battle is raging, church. You can't say you're the bride and you're missing an action on the front line. We're not in a picnic. We're in a battle. You have to cross Jordan together as a unified bride of Christ. You believe that? We have to cross Jordan together as a unified bride of Christ. I heard some people say they're just taking a break. Take a break. The devil has deceived you. Why haven't you been to church while well, I was just taking a break? It's very unscriptural. You're demonically deceived. The devil's lied to you. We are no break in this period of the crossing. We are no break at this period of our rapture, church. You believe it? We have to cross Jordan together as a unified bride of Christ. I want you to watch how Moses handled this. Get your Bibles out in, in verses 6. It's all Bible I'm preaching this morning. This is what Moses did. He wasn't afraid to confront the problem. He wasn't afraid to get up in his church and said, too many people are sitting idle in the church. Too many people are not fighting. Too many people are on easy streets. He got up and he preached a sermon. This is what he says, verses 6. Shall your brethren go to war and shall he sit here? Come on, church. Come on, church. He had to confront this problem. Amen. Shall your brethren go to war? And shall he sit here? No, sir. No, sir. It's not easy. It's not easy. God needs all of us. You can't bail out of the battle and expect to have a full inheritance. You know that there is a battle on this morning. Do you, saints? Answer me this morning. Do you know there's a battle on? Do you, saints, know there's a battle on? Well, let me shock you back to reality. There is a war that's raging. You believe it? A spiritual war raging at this moment in the unseen realms. And you, and you, have, you have to take, amen, the right approach and the right attitude to this kind of battle. You got to say, I'm going to fight I'm not giving up. I'm not turning around. By the grace of God, I'm going to earn my crown. You believe that? A spiritual war raging 
at this moment in the unseen realms. And if you haven't taken the attitude that I'm content, I'm settled, I don't need to move on, you have exempted yourself from the battle. God is saying, I need every soldier, I need every person, I need every saints of God. You remember those old signs with a man with an American flag hat on, pointing in your face saying, Uncle Sam needs you. You remember that? You remember that? Well, I got a finger to point this morning. God needs you. God needs you. God needs you. God needs you. Well, I don't know. God needs you this morning. You believe it? God needs you. He needs you in a battle. Hallelujah. The battle is in Canaan's land. It's not in the wilderness on the east side of Jordan, but westbound in Canaan's land. You see, there are those... uh, who are on the, on the front line of the battle this very day. And they're facing the heat of the battle. There's some of you are on the front line, Kyla, of the battle. And you're facing the heat of the battle. You believe it? You believe it? We need, a, we need more, more uh, solidarity and camaraderie in our ranks this morning. We need people that will get involved in their church and in the ministry and in their families and in their homes. You believe it? Yes, we need more solidarity. Yes, we need it in this hour. We need it. People who are willing to push past the battle for our inheritance. You believe it? Hallelujah. People are willing to fight. And Moses says, shall we go to battle while you sit here? Shall the church go on where people are trying to be spiritual? And God is saying, no, we need some more comrades. We need some more people. We need some more fighters. We need some more youths. We need some more fathers and mothers that will fight for their inheritance. You believe it? Hallelujah. Or you can sit back like Gotten Reuben and say, you know what? I'm satisfied on this side of Jordan. Remember, God didn't say your inheritance lies on the east side of Jordan. It was on the west side. You might be in Jordan, but you're on the wrong side. You've got to get to the west side of Jordan. You believe it? The blessing is on the west side of Jordan. Are you willing to push? in a battle for your inheritance. <coughs> Pardon me. How many like to see your loved ones back? Your brothers and sisters back? Your soul safe? Are you just satisfied where they're at on the east side? Are you going to be like God and Reuben and just settle for less than your inheritance? Are you going all the way? I said, no, sir. Moses, no, sir. Amen. I love what Moses says. Shall you brethren go to war? And shall he sit here? Amen. Shall your brethren go to war? And shall you sit here? There's no easy way to get your inheritance. 
There's no easy way to getting your families and your children and your heritage into the place that God has provided for them. You got to fight for it. You believe it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Let me move just I can say a lot more. But there's a second concern that Moses had. You see, this was a contagious behavior that God and Reuben were engaged in. Get your Bibles now. Look at verses 7. Hey, man, you believe it. He said, Wherefore, this courage ye the heart of the children of Israel from going over into the land which the Lord had given them? You see, Moses was coming after a strong spirit that was operating within the framework of his message. These men took on a different spirit and attitude, trying to get the people to stop short of the promise to go back into Egypt. Moses said, Wherefore discourage ye the heart of the children of Israel from going over into the land which the Lord had given them? Isn't this the same spirit we have in this age? All these idiots on Facebook trying to get people to stay on the east side of Jordan. When on the west side of Jordan is where the blessings are. Come on, church. But I got a message for you. The message is God will have a bride. Do you know the sure way to stop growing as a Christian is to hang around those who have found spiritual uh, stagnation? You realize that? It's a sure way to kill your spiritual growth. It's to hang around people who have found spiritual stagnation. Those who think they have arrived. Those who think they have all their needs. Reuben and God's. Felt like they've arrived. When people leaving this message and going back to denomination and said they've arrived. Moses cut that spirit to pieces. Amen. Come on now. He said, Wherefore discourage ye the heart of the children of Israel from going over into the land which the Lord had given them. It's a sure way to stop spiritual growth. It's to hang around people that have found spiritual stagnation. Praise God. Y'all are going to get quiet on me this morning. Come on, church. They're content with the status quo, where they are at and what they're doing. Complacency is contagious. Reuben is doing it. God is doing it, then I'm going to do it. No church. If I see a spirit in this church, as a son of Levi, I'm coming with a javelin in my hands. You believe it? You remember back in the Bible days when some of the Israelites, the men, took some of their Bobitis women into the camp of Israel and was living in adultery with them. An Israelite was never to mix with the Bobites. What did one of the sons of Levi did? Haman, he took a javelin in his hands. 
and he ran into the tents where the Israelites and this Moabitess woman was in a very sexual act. And he drove a javelin right through both of them. You know what? He was stopping the plague. He was stopping the plague. Just in case there's a contagious spirit of discouragement in the church. I've got a javelin in my hand. And I'm coming after that spirit. You believe it? You believe it? Complacency is contagious. Watch this now. Moses knew that the other tribes, and if the other tribes heard uh, what Reuben and God was doing, they would be influenced. And in fact, as you read down in this chapter, you find out that the half tribe of Manasseh, they also decided to stay put and not move on. Watch this. So, seeds of discrepancies. Seeds of discrepancies. Sown seeds of discord was in the church. Amen. That they took the half tribe of Manasseh and poisoned them against the leadership of the pit of fire. Are you with me this morning? Wake up, church. Wake up in the name of Jesus. Stop the plague in Jesus' name. You believe it? Amen. And Moses was preaching as hard as he can, but yet the spirit was so prevalent and strong. Amen. And even the half tribe of Manasseh said, you know what? We are going to do what God and what Reuben done, and we're going to spit on the message, talk bad about the prophets, speak against the pit of fire, count all his mistakes like you don't have none. Come on, church. There are no mistakes in the message. There are no mistakes in the message. I'm talking about the rapture message. The revelation message. If you're in the flesh, you're still on the east side of the, of the message. Come on, church. If you're still in Brother Branham's flesh, you're still on the east side of Jordan. But if you have a cross on the west side, out west, where the angels met him, out west, out west. Are you catching it? Out west. You'll see the message perfect on the west side. I hope you're catching revelations. I hope you're catching revelation. You can, lie, you can find a lot of faults on the east side. He said this. He didn't mean this. He was preaching that the white horse was Christ on the east side. But on the west side. Amen. Glory. He said it was the Antichrist. You've got to push past west. Are you with me? Are you with me now? You love him, church. Are you catching revelation? Are you catching revelation? Reach up and grab a hold of the revelation in Jesus' name. You find out that the half-tribe of Manasseh, they also decided to, to, to uh, stay put and to move on. And you know what they were saying? We are in Jordan. We believe in Jesus Christ. We believe Jesus Christ as our Savior. We still believe Jesus. What else can you have but Jesus? Come on, friends. You need more of Jesus. You've got to have the revealed Christ. Christ is revealed in His words. 
denomination as Jesus. But they don't have the revealed Christ. The revelation of the glory. The revelation of Jesus Christ in this age. You believe it? So you can see how you can see how Reuben and God affected and infected Manasseh. Praise God. I heard people say it all the time, well, bless God, hallelujah. I can go on any kind of a website I want to, and I'm going to check this out for myself. Don't you dare trust the devil. You'll come back doubting. Because the devil will show you Jordan, the prophet on the east side. He'll never show you the west side. Where the sword fit his hands with seven angels and a consolation. When he stood in Chicago and said, I dare you to come, bring your Bible here and prove me wrong. 300 preachers stood still. He said, then you better. The angel of the Lord was standing beside him. They would have packed him out dead. Come on, church. Oh, we believe Jesus. We are in a message. Oh, praise God. I don't want to hear about the message. I don't want to. I just want to hear about Jordan. Come on, church. That's the problem. You haven't crossed Jordan. You got to cross Jordan. I believe Jesus, but I believe the reveal Jesus. You believe it. You see, church, a wrong spirit is very contagious. It's very contagious. This is why I preach so hard against spirits in the church. Because they get from one person to another person. To another person. Look, friends, I'm not wet behind the ears. I wasn't preaching yesterday. I see your spirits move in the church. And suddenly you've got the wrong attitude. The wrong spirit. You know why? Because the wrong spirit struck you right then. Hallelujah. When you speak against the fit of fire, the wrong spirit struck you. You believe it? Hallelujah. What happened to Dayton and Korah? The earth opened up and swallowed every one of them. What happened to Genesis and Jamrus? They died in the wilderness because they spoke against the vindication. Do you believe it? Can I go on? Praise God. Thank you. That's 20 more minutes additional. You believe it? The third concern that Moses had was this would repeat the mistakes of the past. Come on, church. If the spirit don't die, it will repeat the mistakes of the past. God and Reuben was very contagious. And Moses had to stay the plague upon the Israelites. Hallelujah. You, you heard the saying, those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. Amen. Here in verses 8, we read Moses said, watch this now. Watch this. Thus did your fathers when I sent them from Kedesh Barnea to see the land. They saw the land. Tasted the grapes, but settled for less than their inheritance. Only Joshua and Caleb took full possession of their inheritance. Nobody's going to rob me of my inheritance, friends. My children are going. My grandchildren are going. 
I have three children. I thank my wife every day. I see her. Ask her. She'll tell you. She'll approve of it. I tell her, first of all, beautiful she is, how much I love her, and I thank her for three children. A woman that will put her body through all kinds of deformity to give me three children. I love her to death. Hallelujah. I'm sorry for being intimate, but also the areas of our bodies that are scarred and stretched. Amen. I said, thank you for my three children. They're my heritage. And who they marry are my heritage. And what comes out of that union is my heritage. And I'm not leaving Satan's Eden without my heritage. You can go out and say, there you go, brother devil. There you go, brother devil. Have my son and my daughter. Not so. He's going to have to fight me for him. He's going to have to walk over some prayers. He's going to have to walk over some prayers. Walk over some preaching. Walk over some holiness. You believe it? Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord God. Amen. You offended this kind of preacher preaching, you are demonically sick. You're demonically sick. You need hands laid on you. They're running them devils off of your minds. He said, thus did your fathers when I sent them from Kadesh Barnea to see the land. Only Joshua and Caleb took full possession of their inheritance. Two of them. Why did the rest of them not go through? Why? Why? I'm asking a question. Why did the rest of them not go through? Only two of them. What prevented uh, them entering into their inheritance? One word. Fear. Fear. Some of you fear you're going to lose your heritage. Lose your sanity. Lose your health. But I say it's time to stand up and take back your inheritance. Thank you, Lord. We enter our possessions uh, as New Testament believers uh, by faith and not fear. It, it is a fight of faith. It is not the strength of the flesh. It's not our own efforts, but it is possessing our possession by faith through the blood of Jesus Christ. You believe it? You see, it is fear that inhibits us to possessing our possession. Fear of what people are going to say. Fear of a reaction. If you're acting in the word, the reaction would be what God has ordained. If you're acting in the word, the reaction will be what God has ordained. Come on, church. God allows certain things to happen to see your reaction. Let me move on quickly. Bible says that Caleb and Joshua moved by faith. And the rest of the people said, we saw giants. Now, 38 years Later, the tribe of Reuben and Gott are making the same mistakes. Isn't that what Moses said when he got up and preached? He says, thou 
dust did your fathers. He's cutting the spirit to the chase. He's not playing games with his church. Are you with me now? I don't know what you came to hear this morning. I'm sorry to disappoint you if it wasn't flowery. I'm not going to preach like Joel Osteen this morning. Praise God. Everybody's going to heaven. Hallelujah. Love one another. God's going to prosper you. What the church needs is thunderbolts behind the pulpit. Come on, church. Hallelujah. I don't care what the devil can do. I'm on my own platform now. Facebook can't turn me off. Hello, somebody. Joel has never done anything for me. Come on, friends. But praise God, we have a message. Sad when believers stacking up their house with Joel's sermons of prosperity and motivation. You need a motivation. You need the Holy Ghost. That's the best motivator there is. You believe it? Thank God for it. 38 years later, the tribe of Reuben and God are making the same mistakes. The rebuke is you, the present day tribes of Reuben and God have risen in your father's place. And I got a message for you. Hallelujah. I can imagine Moses that morning. He said, Reuben and God, you've, you've risen in the place of your fathers. Thus did your fathers. But I wouldn't have this in my church. There's a church that's going on. You believe it, friends. You believe it all your hearts. You love him. I ask you, saints. Do you want to go on with him? Because, saints of God, if you do not go on, you will go under. Well, I'm happy. What's wrong? I'm sick and tired of this same old line in the message. Everybody's Christian. Everybody loves Jesus. No, everybody don't love Jesus. If you love Jesus, you love his words. This is his words. Everything else will pass away, but this is his words. Come on, church. Well, you got to have the right attitude. You got to love people. Yes, I do, friends, but I don't love their ways. I don't love when they come against my message. I don't love when they come against what God has said in this age. I don't love when they just make fun of us Pentecostal people. Y'all better be careful. You're in the enemy's camp dancing to their music. Come on, church. You went down in the camp of the enemy and you're dancing to their music, to their message, to their theology, to their doctrine. Get off their campgrounds. Get off the devil's campground. Hallelujah. Praise God. There's a fight in Canaan's land. 
Can I notify you? Some of you sleeping in lawless land. Even there's a fight in Canaan's land. Wake up, church. There's a fight in Canaan's land. You believe it? You see, the devil isn't really that concerned about stagnant Christians, carnal believers. But he's concerned about people that want to go on with God, want to go through with God. Be aware of the lies Satan tells you. Be aware of the lies. When Satan tells you that you're safer on the east side of Jordan where you're comfortable, satisfied, and content. Why are we content? Why are we satisfied? Why are we comfortable? Why are you comfortable in your walk? I'm not comfortable in my walk, friends. I see myself a rascal, a sinner, a a no-good creep every single day of my life. I'm not happy with me. I'm not satisfied with me. I want to be more like Jesus. I want to be more like Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to say it might, it might seem more comfortable, church, but Satan is robbing you of your inheritance. It may be comfortable. Oh, this is comfortable. This is fine. I got a message coming for you. Amen. Next week. The church of the comfortable and tolerant. I probably shouldn't have told you. You wouldn't come back. People are so comfortable and tolerant. Did you know that God made the Israelites to be different? They didn't want to act different. They didn't want to be different. God made them different. God told them to live in tents while the heathens live up on the hills. God told them to uh, follow our prophets. Amen. And he will feed them instead of them going to restaurants. God made them different. So what about us? What is wrong with being different? You love them, friends. Hey, people say, well, I want to be different, but not that different. We're weird. We're different. You didn't know that? You didn't know you were cuckoos? You didn't know that you were just weirdos? I can prove it to you in your Bible. Paul says in a way that's called heresy, that's the way I worship and serve God. I just don't want to be different. I don't want to go to a shouting church. I don't want to go to a pastor that's constantly blistering me with the words. You're going to thank me one day. When you cross to the other side and said, Pastor, thank you for preaching that message. Let me close. Reuben and God tried to justify this matter of staying on the east side of Jordan three ways. Quickly, I'm going to take them. They were service, sincerity, and struggle. But the problem was, there was A shortfall of inheritance, nevertheless. Look at verses 16 and 17. This is how they responded to the concerns of Moses on that morning when he thundered against the church. Verses 16 of your Bibles. And they came there unto him and said, We will build sheepfolds. 
hair for our cattle and cities for our little ones. Sounds real spiritual, doesn't it? Sounds like a mule, don't it? Always working, 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 working. Service. But out of the will of God. Come on. But we ourselves will go ready, armed, before uh, the children of Israel. We are sincere. We're willing to struggle with you. We're going to be sincere with you. But we are not going to go and get our inheritance with you. The shortfall of their inheritance. Are you with me now? He said that we ourselves will, 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 will go ready armed before the children of Israel until we have brought them unto their place. And our little ones shall dwell in the fenced cities because of the inhabitants of the land. Don't you think for one moment that Reuben and God were, were idle? They, they weren't idle. They were workers. Look at what they said. We will build sheepfolds. We will build sheepfolds. We have service. We can, we can do so. Let's stay on the east side. We're going to have the church. We're going to build a church. We're going to do this. But God wants that. But he wants you to move on on the west side. You believe it? They had service. But on the wrong side of Jordan. They decided, look, we're not going to find our inheritance west. We want to stay where we are at. East, we will cross the Jordan with you momentarily. We will help you fight for your inheritance. Then we will return. Oh, church of God. It breaks my heart to even preach this this morning. Hallelujah. We're going to help the message. We're going to do everything we can. But we want to stay in Babylon now. We love Babylon. We love this. You see, service is an idolatrous substitute if your heart is not right with the Lord. Do you see how they try to remedy their choice for not entering into their inheritance? Do you see how they try to justify themselves that this service for the Lord? But they still had a shortfall of their own inheritance. They were sincere. They struggled. They served. But there was a shortfall nonetheless. You believe it? Who can ever outwork denominations? They have service. Man, they have struggles. Oh, they have it all. They have it all. They're sincere, but sincerely wrong. Ichabod is written on the old denomination outfits. Listen, friends, when we were growing up as message believers, we thought it was a sin. We would be struck down dead to even sit in the denomination church. Ooh, you can hear a pin drop in this place. Now, some of you can't wait until a Christmas program starts. Amen. Oh, me. Anybody home? You got mail. Come on, church. Do you know that's the spirit of Analita? She came from our prostitute mother, uh, Jezebel. Protestant denomination is a harlot church. Lord have mercy. 
Praise the Lord. Y'all remember that. You did. You're, you're acting like you don't. Man, we passed by and just we peeked. We didn't even set foot in it. We scared. We got struck with lightning if we go sit in some of them places. I'm just telling you how far we have. Maybe we were, we were legalists. Okay, chalk it up to that. But we had, at least we had some sense of conviction of what we believed. We had some sense of conviction in our hearts. But conviction is gone anymore. There's a death of conviction in the church. You believe it? Can I say for some people, their servants become their idol. And that's the mistake that Reuben and Gott fell into. They were sincere. They pledged to struggle in battle to see the cause settle. Oh, that they were behind the cause of the inheritance of the land this morning. But they themselves will live on the borders of God's blessings rather than going into the promised land. You see, you might be here today and you're absolutely submerged with service to the Lord. I know many Christians and they're tired and they're weary. And to be quite truthfully, they're fed up with it all. They're disillusioned and they're behind the cause. But they know that something is missing because they're still on the border of Canaan's land. Are you with me? Are you with me this morning? Am I preaching the word? Am I preaching the word? Amen. Come on, Brother Mark. Amen. Let me say this as I close. That Reuben and God and Reuben were not bystanders. You believe that? But they compromised. And they settled for less than their inheritance. And I cringe when I read verses 19. I want you to look at it again with me. Verses 19. They said after Moses pleading. For we will not inherit with them on yonder side Jordan or Fort. They had a pretty bad attitude. You know friends. I, 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 don't, I don't get it in this message anymore. People, people don't care if you know they have a bad attitude and a bad spirit. Used to, we, at least we put on the dog, as Brother Branham said. People don't care anymore. They wear it all the way out there. What's wrong with our message? We're little babies. We're still, you know, we're just still fighting and fussing and got our feelings hurt. Oh, don't spread it all over the floor. You're going to get it walked all over. Too much feelings, too much of ourselves. Well, I got hurt. I got my feelings hurt. And, you know, I got picked on and I got preached on. Well, you ought to have gotten picked on and preached on if you had that kind of attitude. That shows you're a child of God. For we will not inherit with them on yonder side or forward because our inheritance has fallen to us on this side, Jordan, eastward. Isn't that a sad situation? Come all the way but doesn't possess their inheritance. What a sad picture, Brother Leonard. What a sad picture. People come all this way and still are not inheriting. You know that's your family. You know that's your overcoming power. You know that's your inheritance. You know that's everything that God has for you on this side. 
No wonder their children are lost. Their family are messed up. They have no overcoming power because they have denounced their inheritance on this side of Jordan. Let me give you a quote. Let us all stand, please. In 1960, July 11th, as I was with Moses, so will I be with thee. They crossed Jordan into the promised land where their inheritance laid. Their inheritance never laid in Egypt, though God blessed them in Egypt. Come out of Egypt. Get into the promised land. Hallelujah. Eerie him. And I think that's just about where our churches are getting. We're children of God. Can somebody finish it for me? Oh, God. You know what that is, right? I told you when I started. Your health, your substance, your family, your overcoming power, your everything. Well, if you don't care, I care. This is why Job got up every morning and prayed, pre-adventure, that my children will sin. Oh, God, have mercy on them. This spirit of giving up need to be slain in God's church. You're raising your hands and said, oh, God, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going all the way. I'm going all the way, Lord. I'm not stopping. I'm going all the way. I'm going all the way. I'm not giving up. I'm not, I'm not sitting down. I'm going all the way. I'm not just going to be a complacent Christian in this message. I'm not going to be a Reuben and a God and a half-tribe of Manasseh. But I'm going into my promise. I'm going on the west side where my possession lays. My sanity lays. My identity lays. My spirituality lays. My heritage lays there. Told the devil in battle the other night, you are not taking one of my children. One of them. One of them. Say what you want to. You're not taking any of my grandchildren. You're not taking any of my, of my, of my, of my, 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 my in-laws. You're not taking anything that belongs to me. I'm going to tell you right now, if I have to fast and pray and push food aside and not even get up until I see something happen, you're going to find me right here like Uncle Buddy Robinson. You got to get desperate, friends. You got to get desperate. Hallelujah. Get out of the soft shell and be a real Christian. Amen. And pray like you never prayed before. How many, you don't have to answer me, but right in your heart, how many has got loved ones you know they need to be where they, they need to be? Hallelujah. In the presence of Jesus Christ, under the spout where the glory never runs out. In the presence of God. I want my inheritance. I want my inheritance. You know, I can pray for you, but nothing's going to happen until you pray. You know why? Because when two omnipotent meets, the miraculous will happen. I'm looking for some omnipotence. Some omnipotence. Am I speaking to some omnipotence? When two omnipotence meet, the miraculous will take place. You believe it? Praise the Lord Jesus. God bless you. Sing a song. Well, I'm not giving up. No, and I'm not turning round. By the grace of God, I'm going to wear the shining crown. 
someday, oh, and I'll keep holding on, holding on to that nail-scarred hand. I'm not giving up, no, I'll keep going on. Well, I've been walking through the valley, oh, through this veil of tears. There's times I even question, even if my Lord was near. Oh, then at times that old tempter says, why not turn around? Oh, and you can't get any further because you're just losing ground. Well, I'm not giving up. No, I'm not turning around. By the grace of God, I'm going to wear a shining crown someday. Oh, and I'll keep holding on, holding on to that nail-scarred hand. I'm not giving up. No, I'll keep going on. Said I'm not giving up. Well, I'm not giving up. No, and I'm not turning round. By the grace of God, I'm going to wear a shining crown someday. Oh, and I'll keep holding on, holding on. To that nail-scarred hand And I'm not giving up No, I'll keep going on And I'm on the battlefield For my Lord Oh, I'm on the battlefield For my Lord you see, I promised him that I, I would serve him till I die. Now I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. Well, and I'm a fighting for my Savior. And this battle is almost won. The trumpet will be sounding. The coming of the sun. I'm going to lay my armor down. Oh, take up my robe and crown. Then I'll walk the golden streets with my Lord. How many is on the battlefield this morning? Yes, I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. Oh, yes, I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. You see, I promised Him that I, I would serve Him till I die. Now I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. And now I'm on the battlefield for my
satisfied with you being complacent. He'll do what he has to do to get you awakened. And let you know this life is just so uncertain. In a moment's time, you can be snapped out of here. Amen. Your soul better be ready with God. Let's bow our heads. Our Heavenly Father, as we come to the close of this service, Lord, I just feel there's such an unction of the Holy Spirit today in this church. I feel like, Lord, you are reaching out. I don't even know who I'm talking to today. But you're speaking some things here today. Under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. Lord, I pray that you'll touch lives. Let this message be one that goes down on the records, Lord. That will stand up one day. My voice will echo back. Lord God, we love you, Father. Watch over us. Bless us. Encourage us, we pray. We love you. Bring peace across this audience in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the church says, amen and amen. You know, people think that I'm a hard preacher. That's because they haven't listened to enough tapes. Hallelujah. I'm nothing as hard as Brother Branham is. He called it for what it is. Some folks say, well, that's why I don't like the message. You're going to like it one day. Hallelujah. You hear it coming off. Amen. Hallelujah. The air and the atmosphere is screaming back in our lives. God bless you this morning. We appreciate you. Thank you. I know them sisters downstairs, they give me a time limit, and I done blew past it, but that's all right. Amen. We're just going to have a good time as we go and just enjoy a meal together. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Do you love the Lord? Let this message be a warning to you in Jesus' name. You know, I preached.